to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the Speak Fire Studio. My name is Bobby Berg. I'm a motivational speaker for schools, and I'm here to help you live your best life today. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Student Fire, live from the Speak Fire Studio. Y'all, we have a huge, huge treat for you today. As I've been telling you guys, we're going to have guests on the show regularly because I can say what I think is cool and what I think people need to learn and what could help you as a student. But there's nothing better than actually getting feedback from actual people that are in the field, right? So today I have one of my former students, Jackie, on, and we're just going to jump right into this. First off, thank you so much for being here. I know it was a little bit to actually get things working, but Jackie, I'm so thankful to have you here. I am very excited to be on this show because I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and it's just given me more drive than what I have, like, as an individual, like, I have drive, but this podcast in particular just gets me motivated and ready for the day, and I can pretty much conquer anything, so I really appreciate you being here. Oh my god, thank you. That's, ah, that's so cool. Y'all, this is why I do this. This, that, ah, that's the coolest thing. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I mean, I know, but our audience doesn't. You know, where are you from? What are some of your hobbies, and where'd you go to high school at? Uh, so I'm from Dalton, Ohio. That's like small town, literally surrounded by farmland. And the two closest cities are Akron and Worcester. It's just a really small town. I went to high school at Dalton High School and I graduated year 2017. So shout out to the 2017 graduates. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Some of my hobbies, they include writing, photography. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. What was it that made you decide to go to college? And when you went, how did you actually decide what school that you wanted to go to? Well, originally, when I graduated high school, I moved to Philadelphia and I was going to go to the College of Philadelphia, um, which is like the community college. And then I was going to do business management regardless of what school I went to. I like to do a lot of different things, but I especially like leading people. So I just thought, Starting my own business would be a great start, but I didn't actually go to any college until I moved down to Cincinnati. And my boyfriend at the time was going to college, and I was like, I'm so motivated by this right now, and what better time to start? Nice. So let's get into the nitty-gritty of this a little bit. When you started school, what were some of the challenges that you really found being at a brand new school in a completely new area? Um, Making friends is harder as you get older, I've noticed. And even right now, I moved back home and everything, and I'm just realizing how many of my friends I talked to in high school and how many of them I actually don't talk to anymore. And it's kind of made me realize um, like the, like the way life works because everybody is trying to go and do their own thing. And it's like hard to catch up with people a lot of the time. So I think that it's, definitely harder making friends in college because like I don't know any of these people and I have to work with some of them who I don't even know so it's kind of terrifying but at the same time it's it's kind of eye-opening because there's so many different people in this world and we're all so individual as people it's what makes us all unique and you can kind of find the different people that you get along with and stuff so that you kind of know like, who you'd be willing to be more friends with, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, no, that makes total sense. I didn't stay long enough to make friends that well. So, yeah. So 
I mean, I, I knew my classmates and I knew their names, um, but I didn't know them like how I knew the kids I grew up with. Yeah, no, for sure. I think for, I remember for me, that was one of the most intimidating things going to school was I didn't, I didn't know anyone, you know, and coming from my old high school in North Royalton, I knew everyone. And not only the, did I know the students and my peers, I knew their families. And then to go to a new school and just be, and not know anyone, it was, it was a really big culture shock. For me, it was just interesting to see like what different majors played into like the classes that we were taking and stuff like that. And that's one thing, one of the things I really liked about it because then you could later find people in your major to like study with. Yeah. And that was probably one of the better things about it. Um, but otherwise, it it was very intimidating for me. Yeah, and I, I, I find that that's something a lot of students go through, especially talking to my seniors that are transitioning into their first year of college or that are, you know, rapidly approaching finals. It's it's scary making this big step because nothing that you've done in high school, at least for me, nothing helped prep me for what college was going to be like other than my teacher saying, well, your professors aren't going to baby you. You have to go, you know, super hard and super intense at the school thing. And it, it always intimidated me. So I have to ask, when you actually got to school, did you feel any sort of like, did you feel that your experience in high school had helped prep you for what you were going to experience in college? In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. Uh, I think high school helped me prep for um, the uh, test that I took before I entered the college, just so that mm-hmm. so just so that the teachers knew uh, where I was going um, and what classes I needed to take for sure. So one of the most comforting things for me was when I found out that I was edible. Um, where I could just take college classes. That was so comforting because I thought that I had literally lost knowledge that I gained in high school. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've heard that from a lot of people that take time off from school or take a break between graduating high school and going to college. They're always afraid that they're going to miss something. Like my wife, Jenny, for instance, is considering going back to get her master's degree and she regularly will be like, I don't know if I know this anymore. You know, it's been so long and I haven't studied anything that I don't know if I know how anymore. And I think that's a really big concern that a lot of people have understandably, but it's also like riding a bike. You know, it might not be easy at first, but the second you take a little bit of time and get back in the habit of studying or just learning any random subject that you enjoy to kind of, get those creative juices flowing again, man, you'll be right back on it. Like it's no problem. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was definitely, um, something that I noticed as I continued. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a question. So in any of your classes, what was one of the hardest things that you had to adapt to being in a college class? That is a great question. I think the hardest thing to adapt to was, trying to like use my college email for specific specifically for college because I always go to like my original email like my main email and so like trying to 
train myself to go to the school emails to email my professors was probably the hardest thing that I've had to adapt to. And as well, what kind of what a professional uh, college email would look like, and then try and to trying to relay that through the message sent to my professor. That was definitely the hardest thing that I had to adapt to. You know, I I had a huge issue with that as well. Did you ever have any? Uh, did any of your teachers in high school ever like? teach you how to write a professional email before or were you just trying to figure it out on your own as you went we kind of learned that a little bit like in english but um but i definitely like knew how to write a professional email to my professor's college class that first year has to take at cincinnati state so um so that really helped me out a lot uh, taking that class for sure and that class also kept me more motivated in my schoolwork to like get me to come to class and stuff like that as well so I know a lot of kids are like well why do I have to take this first year of college class and for me it helped me a lot um, so that I could become a better student so that I could learn easier ways or more efficient ways to go about studying I really enjoyed that class yeah. Oh, that's awesome. See, because I always had it where people either loved this intro to college, first year seminar, whatever class, or they hated it. And I, I don't know, I that's that's really cool to hear it from your perspective like that, where, you know, it may not have been your most exciting class, but you learned a lot in it and you could see the value that the school is providing you by making you take this class. That's really awesome. Yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite classes. And the other cool thing about it, that class specifically, was that it wasn't a terribly long class, first off. Secondly, I didn't have to be there until 11, so I got to sleep in a little bit. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it also made me feel more prepared as a student know what I was going into as got heavier and as homework got heavier and stuff like that. So it was really refreshing to take a class that it, it, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy either. It was literally teaching you how to get through college. And that's one of the things I loved about it because in my mind before going to college, I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to get a good study rhythm down so that I can pass my classes how am I going to do this that and the other how am I going to schedule myself different things and it was just so refreshing to have that oh absolutely and truthfully that's one of the main reasons I did the last uh how you learn series on the podcast is I didn't realize how many students don't know how they learn and it's not their fault or it's not the fault of anyone really I, I found that high schools and middle schools teach their students in a kind of catch-all way where your teacher's doing the best they can and they'll adapt their teaching style as best they're able. However, oftentimes it winds up being where you might have someone that's really good at, you know, listening to lectures and they learn very well that way. Whereas you have a student like me where I, I don't retain information like that at all. I retain it best by actually teaching it back. And that kind of makes the learning dynamic a little funky. But the fact that you had a whole class that 
you know, taught you this. That's just, that's so amazing. Yeah, it was one of the things that, that kept me really motivated and kept me wanting to keep coming back and trying because, and the professor himself, like, just kept us all motivated. Like, he was being, he was just a regular adult just trying to get us through the semester. And that's one of the things I really loved about him because he was just, a person like any other giving us the real talk and some of us need to hear the real thing i really appreciated that about him oh that's and seriously that right there for everyone that's listening for everyone that's considering going to college for everyone that's a little apprehensive that is like the most important sentence out of this entire podcast series is that your professors are people and At the end of the day, truthfully, all people want is to see others succeed, especially your teachers. Yeah, they might be a little harsh. Yeah, they might get on you a little bit at times, but they really just want you to succeed. And they're there to facilitate that. They want to help you be the best you that you can be. It's the same reason I do this podcast. It's the same reason the entire Speakfire team does what we do. Like we're here to make your best life happen today. That's what it is. So don't don't be so scared. I mean, yeah, life is scary, but it's okay. Scary things aren't always that bad. So I want to change it up a little bit. So you did say that you'd move back home. Do you mind going into that a little bit and just explaining your motivations for moving back? What What is it that made you really want to put school on hold for a little bit? So it wasn't a matter of putting school on hold. I never wanted to be that college student that was there for like half a semester and then withdrew from her classes. I never ever thought that would happen but uh, I was living with my boyfriend down in Cincinnati and he he wasn't a terrible person but there were just some things about him that I couldn't tolerate and I couldn't keep hurting myself anymore going through it so I broke up with him withdrew from my classes actually I broke up with him when I was visiting home, so I broke up with him over the phone. I drove home later that night, well, down to Cincinnati later that night, and then the next day, I was so irritated because I had to, I knew that I had to withdraw from my classes because I knew that they weren't going to transfer because it was just the middle of the semester, so... Um, so I withdrew from my classes, um, packed up all of my stuff by myself. I took it out to the car by myself and immediately just left and drove back home. I just couldn't keep putting myself in a situation where I felt like I was more angry all the time. I was depressed because I had to drive three hours to visit my mom or any of my friends because they all lived back in my hometown. So moving home, saving money seemed like a better idea to me in the long run. And I could always go back to school later, but at this point in time, it's just a matter of getting myself off my feet again and uh, just going through the ropes that I had to go through before to move out of my mom's house again. So. So I drove three hours to come and uh, visit 
my mom and my friends who were back in my hometown. Uh, so that was really frustrating to have to deal with that every time I wanted to my mom or every time uh, I wanted to see some friends and um, or to see my grandparents even because my grandpa is not doing very well and um, moving back here um, and putting my studies on hold seemed like a decent enough reason to just uh, just to spend more time with him um, and then also not having to deal like I was deal with feeling stuck in a relationship that is something that I never want to get into again is feeling stuck in a relationship so um, moving back and having a mom that was willing to help me um, or is willing to help me put back money uh, to save up for an apartment after my lease is up in Cincinnati and stuff like that um, is really helpful and she's one of the reasons I am so motivated and so driven to do the things that I do because my mom did it all by herself. She raised three kids by herself. So it's definitely, definitely one of the things that I admire about my mom and I aspire to be similar to that. So. Wow. That's, that's incredible. You know, first off, I just want to say good on you and congratulations for taking that hard step because it's never easy to end a relationship, especially, especially if you really care about this person and to, to objectively look at the situation and say, Hey, I need to do what's best for me here is that's big. And that's not an easy thing to do. And I'm, I'm so proud of you for actually doing that and making that decision on your own. Good on your mom. You know, your mom's a phenomenal person. I can attest to this. But, you know, to have that motivator right there in your life regularly, gosh, you're just, you're so fortunate to have someone like that in your life. And I'm, I'm so thankful for you. You know, that's, that's really amazing. I just know that if it ever came down to it, if there was anything that needed help, if there was anybody who needed help with anything, even if it was one of my friends, like, my mom has this thing where she is my mom to my friends, not just to me. She's mom to my friends. And that is one of the things that I cherish about her because not everyone grew up in that kind of, like, grew up that way. So, like, with a mom or with a mom who is uh, uh, willing to push her children to follow their dreams and aspirations and especially having her in my life. And I noticed this when I was writing essays for my English. Every time I wrote something, I always brought it back to my family. I hold it back to the fact that my mom is a thing. And she did incredibly as a parent. And sure, I'm still living with my mom, but it's not going to be for long. Y'all, I don't know if you heard it, but that right there, that's, that's it. That is, in its purest form, <laughs> what it means to actually help people. That's so wonderful. God, y'all, seriously, go back and listen to that little segment again, because you don't find that every day. You don't find that normally. And, you know, if you have somebody in your life that pushes you to be the best you that you can be, if you have someone that really wants what is best for you, 
bar none, hold on to that person and let them know how much they mean to you because, again, they don't come by very often. So when you find them, you, you got to cherish that. So I have one last question for you. So what are what's the next step for you? What are you planning on doing next? And where do you see the next step being for you? Or what do you see the next step in your life being? Wow, that's a lengthy question and also a, uh, a good question. Um, so right now uh, I have to, uh, right now I don't have a car, so trying to work as hard as I can to get a car um, so that I can get to work and stuff like that. And then um, hopefully uh, by the new year I am uh, hoping to get an apartment um, uh, and just be with myself a little bit because that's something I noticed throughout my entire like adolescent life is that I haven't been one with myself. Taking the time to just be with myself and learn what I actually want and learn what I need um, because needing and wanting are two very different things. I think that Trying to learn those things is definitely the next step for me in figuring out what I want, what I actually want in my life. That's amazing. That So I want to say something on that real quick. That was so insightful and so simply put that I, I'm a little shocked. See, most a lot of times with the students that I'm working with, I try and push a lot of, you know, finding what you want, as I know I did with you and any Delton students that are listening to this that I interacted with. You know, I've asked you this at least once because I would always get questions of, you know, what's the next step? What do I do next? How do I do this? How do I make my life? How do I make myself successful? And we'd sit down and I'd say, okay, if you knew that you had food, clothing, water, a house, every single thing that you could possibly want taken care of and money was not an object what would you do and i would keep you know pressing these questions to get you guys thinking to see what you really want in life because far too often people go through school and they just kind of haphazardly go and don't really think much of it and then all of a sudden you know college hits and you're going oh man what do i what i feel lost and what you what you just said is you have this time now to focus on you and you're going to use that time to focus on you. And I just want to stress how important that is because at the end of the day, you are it. You know what I mean? Like you are the focal point of your life and everything else in your life can be great. But if you're not doing great, none of it matters, right? You got to make sure that you're okay. And I just, I want to commend you because that's, that's phenomenal. I thank you so much. Um, it has been really hard trying to get to this point. And a lot of people my age aren't even remotely close to this point, but I've had to go through a lot in order to get to this position where I actually just needed to be like, Hey, focus on yourself, love yourself, be the best you that you can actually be and do phenomenal at it. 
because one of the things that my mom always taught me, like I said, always going back to my mom, uh, uh, just find the thing you love doing and go with it. Make it yours no matter what. And don't you dare let anyone take that from you. That is one of the things my mom has taught me that I am now sharing with everybody listening. That's awesome. That's that's what's up, y'all. That's it. So, Jackie, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much again for being such a fantastic guest on this show. Um, Do you have anything you want to say before we close it out? I want to share a quote that I learned a long time ago from Dan Howell. Uh, he's a YouTuber on. He's a YouTuber that I've watched since middle school, and one of the things that he said that really hit hard with me when I was going through a phase in, in my life where I was really depressed is just saying he all he said was do whatever you have to do to be happy. That is the number one thing I would love to share with everyone. And I know that he has his audience, but at the same time, if at the same time, I think that relaying his message is worth it. Like, even if it's just the smallest thing, like change, like the pillow that you have because it's too flat or too hard, do it. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, that's, that's it, y'all. That's it. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. So again, y'all, we're going to start doing this more. We're going to start having more guests on the podcast because I need to know from the trenches what it's like. And I want to hear from you. So if you want to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're not following my TikTok, you totally should. It's at Bobby Berg. Shameless plug over. Um, But no, y'all, <laughs> thank you for checking this out. It's been wonderful having you guys. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. And we're... We are Speakfire. Who are we? We are a collective of inspirational, motivational, life-guiding speakers here to help you, you, make your best life available and real today. For everyone that's looking for anything and everything leadership, you have to check out my guy, Michael Gingrass, over at Leadership Fire. For my youth that are coming up, for those of you that have questions that need answers, go hit up Sean B. He's the host of Young Fire, killing the game every single Monday. For those of you that have questions that go a little deeper, for those of you that need that internal fire inside of you, not just sparked, but you need those flames fanned. Go check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire. For my fathers, y'all, you are the real MVP. Go check out my guy, Jody Cedric, the host of Father's Fire. For my champions, for my people that need to be the champion of not only their day, but their entire life. Man, y'all gotta check out my man, Neil Legend, over at Champion Fire. For my students, doesn't matter if we're talking elementary, middle school, high school, college, my graduate students, all of you. For everything student empowerment, student leadership, and student productivity, tune in to Student Fire. With me, your host, Bobby Bird. We are Speak Fire, live every Monday morning, 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You gonna wake up with us? Let's get it. 
I am excited to bring you my new book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You. This book details my journey of coming to the United States and being excited to embrace the American culture. But unfortunately, my culture was not accepted and I found myself being bullied as a young girl. And in this process, I decided that I wanted to disconnect from my culture to be more accepted into American culture. And through that process, I got so depressed from trying to fit in that I attempted suicide my freshman year in high school. So this book talks about the journey of what I did to become radically transformed to be the strong woman I am today. This book is something that's really going to enable the reader to understand and embrace who they are, embrace what makes them special, and become radically transformed. Get your copy today at becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com. Or check it out at my website at aishathomas.org.